0: Want to win in life's challenges? To know the will of God and have more passion for Him. Practical help right now with Tark Banner and Running With Fire. Thanks for joining me today. And this week we're looking at how we can develop this amazing capacity that God has put within every one of us to live godly lives. We saw on Monday that the God's grace is available to us to help us to be amazing Christians and live wonderful godly lives. Titus two eleven to 12 the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness, worldly passions, and to live self-controlled and upright lives. God's grace is available to us. We need to cry out to Him when we face difficulties, when we're struggling to be godly in a situation. Cry out to God and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive grace and mercy to help us in time of need. Secondly, we saw that it's not a matter of trying, trying, trying to live a godly life. We need instead to train. It's a bit like running a marathon. You can't get out of bed one day and say, right, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to try and try and try and try. You just won't get there. However, if you get out of bed and say, right, I'm going to start training myself over the next week's months to run a marathon, eventually you'll, be, you'll get there and become able to run a marathon. Why? Because you didn't just try, you trained yourself to do it. Training ourselves to live godly lives involves things like daily time in prayer and in God's word, being faithful in small things, sacrificing, saying no to the flesh, maintaining right attitudes. Sometimes it's good to think of athletes and the incredible sacrifices they make. Imagine a swimmer preparing for the Olympic Games and getting out of bed 5am every morning to practice for hours before they then go to work. Think of the sacrifices of time they make, the sleep that they miss out on, the social life that they can't enjoy, the entertainment they go without, the junk food that they can't eat, all the money they have to spend on achieving what they're after as an athlete. And all of this, what? For a corruptible crown. We have to make sacrifices just like athletes do, but not for a corruptible crown, an incorruptible one. Sacrifice, clearly is not a popular word today. If I got up and told the church next Sunday I'm preaching on sacrifice morning and night, I don't think anyone would come or very few would come. But let's not forget that the church was built on the greatest sacrifice of all when Jesus, the Son of God, died upon a cross for you and me. The third thing in developing and living a life of godliness is we have to go through trials and chastening. Godliness is simply about being like God. And He has some strategies to help us to reach that goal. Every one of us who belongs to Him, we're going to discover that somewhere along the line, whether we like it or not, that He has booked us in for some sessions in His gym. Hebrews 12, 5-6 And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son... Do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. That's hard to get your head around, isn't it? And he scourges every son whom he receives. They're pretty tough verses. But basically God's saying, hey, look, I'll let you go through some tough stuff because I love you and I'm wanting to develop the incredible potential That's within you to be an amazing Christian and live a very, very godly life. And even though we know God disciplines us because he loves us so much and we know it's for our good, nevertheless, discipline still feels like discipline. Chastening still feels like chastening. And to make matters worse, we have to respond right to the chastening and the discipline if it's going to be of any benefit to us. Sometimes I think to myself, okay, you're going through this trial, you're going through this hassle, you're going through this hardship, you're going to go through it anyway, at least come out with some good. And the way to do that is you've got to go through with the right attitude. The worst thing is to go through chastening and discipline with a bad attitude and you come out no better. In fact, you may even come out worse. What a waste of a good trial. What a waste of good chastening. Let's determine to make the most of it. Because a wrong attitude is not going to put that chastening away. It's not going to cause it to disappear. It's going to stay there. You still got to go through it. So we need to be careful that we do not despise the discipline of the Lord. What we need to do is ask God for his wisdom. Ask him what is he wanting to deal with in our lives? He's up to something. He wants to make you more Christ-like in some areas. So ask him, God, what is it you're trying to develop? Long-suffering, patience, love, kindness, self-control, whatever it might be. And that way, God can use the chastening and the discipline for our good. But then we're also told that we are not to faint under God's discipline. In other words, we're not to think that this trial is too much for us and we can't handle it and we're going to collapse under the pressure of it all. No, no. God will not try us beyond what we are able. So we need to be careful that we don't just surrender, give up, and quit in the midst of our difficulty, chastening, or discipline that's taking place. Now let's stay under the disciplining hand of God, allow Him to work in our hearts, and as a result of that, develop this amazing capacity that you and I have for Godliness.